Hello and welcome to the Answer Podcast. My name is Pavel Buja, and as always, I am joined by Sebastian Kalemba, Game Director for Polaris. And today we have a very interesting episode coming to you because we have voice actresses coming in. So these are not guests that work with us every day on our titles here in the studio, but they work with us because they bring our characters to life. We have Jane Perry and uh, Minji Chang, who took on the voices of both Rogue and Songbird. And uh, yeah, it's going to be an incredible discussion because one of them, super experienced with a lot of games under her belt and a BAFTA award, which speaks for itself. And the other bringing in a fresh perspective, doing her first character and what a character because it's Songbird. So I can't wait for this one. Let's get started. Let's do this. So Jane Perry, Minji Chang, welcome to the Answer Podcast. Our first guest, like we said in, in the intro, uh, from outside CDPR, but I feel like you're your family because you take on the voices of incredible characters, very developed characters um, in Cyberpunk 2077 and Phantom Liberty. So the voice of Rogue and uh, the voice of Songbird uh, from the expansion. Um, and we always kind of start with Sebastian with like a Big, big picture. Big question, yeah. Big, big question yeah. that we dissect and we like get holistic into. holistic approach exactly. to things, yeah. So the question is, why voice acting and why voice acting for video games? Like, wh when did you get into that? Well, first of all, thank you so much for saying we're like family. I, that's so meaningful, I think, to voice actors in games because um, we feel like we're family, but in a very sort of detached way because mm -hmm. we very rarely have the chance to meet um, people like you, developers who are sort of working on the other side of the microphone. Yeah. So thank you so much for having us our here pleasure. today. Oh, yeah, thank our you. pleasure. It's yeah. been so fun. Yeah. This is so fun. It's, it's we're totally. super excited. So really, <laughs> so, really nice having you here. Thank you. We're so yeah. excited too. Um, and to answer your question, why voice acting and why acting specifically in games? Well, uh, to be honest, um, you know, when I first got in, into games, it's when I moved um, to the UK from, from Canada and I was just a jobbing actor. I had a, an agent, you know, for film and TV and theater and I, I had a voice agent and my voice agent just sent me an audition one day and I was like, Okay, I'll go to that. I'll try and, it. Yeah, I'll try it. I'll go. And it was for a game and I, I managed to get cast and, um, which was lovely. And, and this is, uh, this is the sort of start of, of my career in games. But I think what started to happen was I recognized, um, a kind of potential in it that I hadn't really experienced elsewhere. So the thing is, when you act in film and TV, it's it's interesting and exciting and you meet interesting people and all that sort of thing. But it tends to be, the storytelling tends to be a little bit disjointed in my experience, just because of the way it's created. Whereas in theater, it's the, the your experience of your own character is quite connected in a yeah. way, because it's... Um, you know, it happens in sequence. And you spend a long time also with that character because you have rehearsals, you know, and and games started to sort of mirror that in a way because potentially you can spend quite a bit of time with a character. You can spend quite a bit of time with the creative team from the, you know, the developers, for example, the people you're working with in the studio and your performance director. And, um, and then what I also started to notice is when I'm on a film set, I get overwhelmed. There's so much stimulation. Yeah. There's the lights, the sound, there's millions of people. And, uh, and, and I would sometimes just feel a little bit like, wow, my brain is going to explode here. There's just so much going on. <laughs> but in the sound booth, it's just you yeah. and the yeah. microphone and what's going on in your head. And then the information you're receiving in your I feel headphones. like it makes it more difficult, to be honest. Well, <laughs> it, I think it, for me, and maybe this is just the way my brain works, it allowed me to like suddenly get into the zone, you know, or I could just get into yeah. the state of flow and receive what was being told to me about the character. And it's like it, that information sort of filtered in through my ears and then it, it blossomed in my imagination. And I could really just use what was coming into my imagination, almost like my own little movie cinema and just act according to that. And that for me was a kind of revelation. And Grand, and I think really what, what happened is I started to develop this, develop rather, the skills that, um, that a game actor needs, which is really to work with your imagination, to be in the present moment, to listen really carefully to the information that's being given to you. Be, you know, because what I'm learning about 
talking with game developers is that there's a lot of sort of deconstruction that's going on. We're incredibly reliant. You and I were talking about this earlier. We're incredibly reliant on each other's work to inform our own work. So we're very dependent on each other. Um, And what does that do? It creates connection, a real deep, profound connection. It brings it together into a whole like picture. It really does. And I'll stop blathering on in a moment, but, but all of which to say that that was all a revelation to me. And it is the thing I love the most about working in games. So it's all about also personal preferences, because I, I remember we were talking also about motion capture and some actors like, prefer to actually, you know, act on set in a mocap where there are no cameras, you have a different suit, but they actually, they can imagine the world around them. And actually it's helpful for the performance. Well, that's super interesting uh, perspective. I love it. I mean, my perspective, This I, I've been learning so much, by the way, um, being here, meeting all of you, this whole process. I'm shared this is my first video game ever. So meeting Jane and then meeting Alex as well and, and listening to them share their experiences from their many different projects. And list, I've, I, snoo- I, I did my research and I listened to their work. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about intimidation. Um just to be, it's, it's so awe-inspiring to have that little glimpse that I, not, a, it was a large glimpse, but to do cyberpunk in a, in a major character the yeah. way that I did was being thrown into like a rushing river and having to learn every minute on the job of how to do this. And my background in voiceover has been predominantly, if not all, commercial. And um, that's been great. And and it's uh, it's taught me a whole different skill set beyond Film and TV, which even that, I've, it's not very extensive. I've, I've been acting on the side of many different projects and, and career choices that I've had. And now it's become the forefront of being an actor. So even that, I feel like I have a very limited scope, a lot of independent projects and like great fun, but giant TV sets and stuff. I've only been on like two maybe. And that was chaotic. Uh, when you're saying this stimuli, I was like, oh my God, this is insane. But Definitely a different world and and really, really, I love it. I personally love TV and film. I love the dynamic element and you get into a really different headspace. Like you're, 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 you're every part of you is your instrument from the, the glances that you do. Like the way you look at someone, that's part of your performance. And then with voice acting, it's all here. Um, and then with commercial acting, it's like I get tiny phrases. Very rarely do you have an extensive script. I have maybe sometimes my job is to do it one tagline and I'll have like eight words and I have to derive a thousand meanings out of eight words and have that communicate an emotion or a message. So that was like a different training. So when I went into cyberpunk, I was like, oh God, like <laughs> it was so challenging, but so fun to have a lot more to play with. And, and like, Jane was saying, just you really have to use every bit of your imagination to fill in all the gaps. And then on top of that, to be, for me, (laughs) such a noob and to know nothing about cyberpunk because I found out about it when I got booked. Mm -hmm. My first session, I still didn't know what game I was in. So you're really working with little and you have to kind of make the most of it, which was really fun, really challenging. Once I figured out what it was, I was like, Oh my God, I cannot, (laughs) I cannot mess this up. I cannot fail. But I I think it challenged me to like, step up to the plate and and really kind of you kind of have to like surrender a little bit Mm -hmm. i think that's that's what i experienced of just trust the process Mm -hmm. um trust yourself that there's no perfect way they hired you for a reason just be free just like play who is songbird they don't have it they hired you to create her so it was um it was really like overwhelming but then also really liberating and i was like okay let's have fun and they can they can guide me and like you said it was it's a very collaborative experience very collaborative very um you have to trust each other and and work with what you have and when they show me little bits of of what the video game was it was all just information (laughs) be like okay oh wow she's a badass okay i got okay i gotta bring it down i gotta kind of be in my body a little bit more she's not you know i have a lot of personality traits that are similar to her and different and all that it was just such a whirlwind like when i look back on i was like did that really happen (laughs) because there's evidence yeah yeah it did happen happen. it was so fun so it this is a whole new world for me um and i'm just leaning into it nice so why video gaming i don't know i feel like it chose me (laughs) and so now now i'm I'm gonna go with it yeah that's awesome yeah it's good to see on social media because you're you're very active there to kind of see like um you're you're sharing all the fan arts of songbird and stuff like that it's really good to see it's like you're really into into the character living the character yeah 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 
And I think it's 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 also something that um, because Sebastian, like uh, you were animation director, and now you're the game director for Polaris, but also like we were talking about animation. And the fact is that you fall in love with these characters, you, they become part of you, and it's very hard to let go of this character. It's the same for an animator, but it's also the same for a voice actress. Right? Yeah, yeah. And and actually, what is really cool is that you get some bio from the story first. You know what is the story about at first, but we kind of together co-developing the character in the process. So also animators are like finding out this acting gestures, those, you know, nuances and uh, for the character together with you based very often on the video that you provide, which is amazing because this is all about creative process, right? Which is a little bit chaotic, but it's kind of controllable chaos. And and I, I really love it. And uh, referring to what you said before, and I'm really wondering what you're going to say, because you said you, it was a, some kind of a revelation. And you said about kind of uh, developing the character, you had more space to develop this character. you kind of zoning there in the booth. And actually, it probably it, it, it makes you a bit more mindful when it comes to the way you deliver the line, how you deliver it, the overall rhythm, and actually find you probably found out that, oh my God, I have more space for this creativity because the, the boundaries were not limiting you that much, right? I'm wondering what you, uh, what you can tell us uh, regarding how you set the boundaries for yourself when it comes to the developing the character. Do you set yourself some limits when it comes to the emotions or, or, or the performance you provide? Um, if you can say more about your approach to developing the character with your voice i know it's open question yeah and it's broad that's a great question (laughs) do you have do you have thoughts well i was just thinking about you know you mentioned the word limits yeah which is really interesting i mean i think i think what happens in the voice booth is you sort of have to find freedom in structure So, so you've got this sort of there are limits, right? You, you've only got your voice, for example. You don't have your, your body or you can't tell your story in any other way but your voice. So so that's a limit right there. And then you have to find freedom in that. Um, and I think also there was another point I wanted to make that, oh yeah, another limit, I think, which is a really interesting one that actors have to sort of balance out in, in video games in particular, is the real estate of a video game is 20, 30, 40 hours. Yeah. In contrast to a two-hour film or maybe a whatever a six-part TV series, so you you're you're a character is such a great example of this. She has these huge moments and emotional arcs and regret and memory and loss and all these things, and all of these characters do. And so, as an actor, you, you kind of want to like jump into that and really commit to it and like go for it and cry and scream and do all the things that you you would do if you were in those situations. But you have to keep in mind the fact that that might be fatiguing for yeah. the player to be on the receiving end of so much emotional intensity. So then this this big emotion and us actors, I think we just love to express all of that stuff. We have to sort of moderate it a little bit to accommodate, you know, how many hours the the player is going to be with not only our emotion, but that, that of everybody in the game. And the the story itself. And that's kind of a weird thing to do. It's because you want to fully commit to the story and to the character, but then just bring it back a little bit. (laughs) See, I'm learning right now. I didn't think of that. that, That's what a a pro... I'm like, come on, BAFTA winner. Come on. We'll get to that, don't this worry. This is a master class. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just learning in real time right now. I'm taking notes in my head. Well, like, this is also something that was taught to me by my performance directors yeah. who would just sort of say, they would explain that to me. And, wow. and, and now I think about that one. So I will choose, you know, I, I will choose, okay, this is a moment where I am going to let it rip. I'm yeah. going to let it because go. Because there are these like epic moments yeah. that are supposed to stay in the heads of gamers when they're playing. And there there are moments where you want to make your character really stand out and you yeah. want those emotions to to pour through. And it's, it's animation, it's music, but it's also voice acting, which is very important because it sets you in that place and it actually evokes those feelings within mm. you, yeah. which makes it so really like, like you, you consume yeah, that. Yeah, it's exactly. very appealing. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the technical part of the limitations that are to add to what Jane was saying, what I found challenging um, in terms, okay, so video game versus like a commercial. Commercials, usually I'm like hired to play a friendly neighbor or a professional that's going to tell you about cloud computing, but, <laughs> and, and then, which is great. Um, I mean, we wouldn't have a game if cloud computing didn't exist. But, uh, but then when I'm doing a character and say, for example, the physicality of um, I'm rolling my eyes at something and in regular life, I'm like, 
if I'm scoffing at something, it's like, oh my God, don't even, like, I'll turn my head and be like, D I don't want, I don't want to think about that. That's what I would do if it was like a camera and I have a mic on me and I don't, but in, in voice acting, I have to stay, stay right here. here and yeah. communicate the same brushing off. And for me, I found that uh, a bit challenging because now I'm in a medium where I can be more charactery and more emotive, but then I still technically have to like stay here, right here. to not get, uh, and I was sharing a story yesterday of uh, my my hat. I, I kept wearing a, a baseball cap because I felt like it started to, I just showed up to the session in my, with my hat. And usually I'd take it off, but then it fed my songbird yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just wear the hat and I kind of be in this like brooding teenager mode. And then I, I found that it kept hitting <laughs> the mic and I was like, I'm so sorry. And they're like, maybe, maybe you should lose the hat. And I was like, okay, but it like changes yeah, the character. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. stuff like that was like definitely teaching me limitations or what fed the character, what helped me yeah. understand. Like I didn't realize again until multiple sessions, I was like, oh, I like the hat. It kind of gives me this feeling of yeah. coveredness. And and yeah, yeah, that I'm like, I got, you know, I'm like, I don't want to be seen by everybody. That that kind of fed that. And the more I got to understand the story, because it did take me a second to click into yeah. all that was happening mm -hmm. and why. Um, and I really appreciate our performance directors. Pierce was so patient with me to continue. Same storyline, just repeating it 20 times for me to like really click in. And the more lines I did, I understood. So that helped me develop her because again, I'm we have to record so many lines in a session. We got to move. And again, I'm self-conscious. You know, I don't want to have to take... 20 takes on one line. I want to be able to deliver what they need and then move on to the next. Cause I'm, I have a producer mindset. So I'm like, time is money. People like <laughs> you guys hired me to do a job. My job is to deliver the line you need also, and not take yeah. 50 takes for it because you guys have a schedule and I want to be of service to the developers, animators and not lose that. So it was a lot of things to, we appreciate this. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Cause it was, thank you for the hiring me. I want to do a good job. So it's that collaborative mindset that I think was, it was challenging to then figure her out quickly and then figure out my mechanisms of how to click into her. And so every time we would do the level set at the top of every session, it was the same line. It's like, V, I, don't, uh, I know you, you don't know me. I can save your life. Like there are these lines that would it just became a rhythm and I just, I was like, okay, I'm in. Cause you know, once you step out of the booth, you're back in regular life and doing your emails, getting gas, whatever. And now I'm, I'm like, I'm going to okay. save you to the gas. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what did you say? What did you say? Oh, sorry. Ma'am, uh, what? I wasn't like, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I want regular gas. Yeah, like, no, yeah. that's it. That, forget it. Never mind. You know, like I'm literally at Costco the next hour. <laughs> um, so it was things like that, that would, that would help me click in the limitations there. Like I'm, maybe obnoxiously positive in certain ways of like, I have to treat every challenge as an opportunity and say, okay, we have, don't have time. I don't remember what the last storyline was, but give it to me. And then I'll, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll execute. And it turns we'll into jump that. into the character. Yeah. How hard is it to, to create the voice for a character? Like how much time do you need to develop your character and work and kind of like do the prep work? Because I know there is a lot of prep work too. Okay. This is like, you you know, you, you saw the text, you maybe saw a little bit of um, the synopsis of the story, but then you create the voice, you create how the character will, will come pretty much speak. So how much time do you need for that? Is it quick? Is it sometime, or is it sometimes more of a collaborative in the booth or do you do it like before you get into the booth? That's Marvel. You. <laughs> well, I think it's. <laughs> I think it's for both of you. Yeah. I think it's for both yeah, of you. Definitely. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm really interested to hear what you have to say about that because um, th this is um, like this is I guess what you might call actor's process. Like, how do you get into character? What yeah. What is your specific process for doing your work? And and I, maybe everybody is a bit different in a way, but for me, it's it's a little bit of both. I will say that most of it happens in the moment in the voice booth. And I was speaking yesterday about how one of my favorite moments in in the whole process is when we take that time to find the voice. I find that super, super exciting because you're you're being tossed lots of ideas and how about this? And it's like just turning the dials a little bit and, you know, you're spinning this down, that down, figuring it all out. And then you find it and everybody's like... <gasps> There it is. And it's like she arrives and everybody knows it. That moment is very recognizable. So I think in terms of preparation and research and such before you go in the booth, genre is so important. So obviously cyberpunk, this dystopian kind of universe, our environment, the, the world we live in, it, it affects, you know, how, how we sound, how we communicate and who we are in the world. And, and so that has to come through the Those voice. Those are like limits, right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and that's very different than, for example, Hitman or a game like Fable or, you know, the, whatever. And then I think the other prep is, um, and this sounds a little bit like a, a cop-out, but there isn't much to prep because we don't get 
material in advance. So whenever I talk about prep for a game, I go way, way back to, well, are you an actor? Are you taking your acting classes? Are you good at improv? Are you good at listening? Can you cold read. This is the prep really that the games actor needs to do. And, and and so that really is about your skill base as an actor. And then prepping for the game itself, it that's about your ability to really be in the moment, working creatively with people and listening and, and having that mercurial ability to switch from one thing to another. To another. And you quickly, know, right? Yes, with because agility. Because like, like you said, there's yeah. a lot of lines yeah. that you need That's to do. I always feel like it's a, it's kind of like a marathon because there's a lot, but it's in a sprint. Yes. So it's like you're, you're going right. very fast. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. High intensity interval training. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the one. Some kind of yeah. a CrossFit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Voice over CrossFit. Yeah. 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 Um, I think that she hit the nail on that. I think that the preparation was having um, certain muscles like developed enough, especially on the adaptability. I think the way I interpret my job is I need to deliver what the person hiring me needs me to deliver on the turn of a dime. If I'm, and there are times, again, it was so, it was just moment to moment of, I would do my interpretation of a line and then Pierce would be like, okay, how about we like, love that, but we're going to do less uh, aggressive, you know, and I have to know what he means by that. And I need to know how to be less aggressive the next take. And um, and he'll give me another word. He's like, how about a little bit more self-deprecating? I'm like, cool. Then I got to know what that sounds like. And then I got to deliver that. So that was like the listening part, I think, is being really receptive. I think actors have a really tough and awesome job is like offer your interpretation, have one ready. Like, oh, in my mind, Songbird is she's a gritty, tortured, um, cocky, you know, secret. Like these are things that I've assigned to her. And then I'll give my interpretation. I got to have that kind of in my body ready to go um, and remember that from the last time. And it can be, you know, there's weeks in between sometimes the last session. So you you got to be able to like get into that zone again, have that interpretation. And then at the same time, if they tell you, no, that's not what we need for this scene. In this one, she's a lot more lost and she's not as um, hostile. She's she's feeling a little bit more despair. Then be completely receptive to switch everything and be like, okay, maybe the interpretation I had is not what is needed right now. And that was just all like really a development. And just to see the bits and pieces of cyberpunk that I did from, from um, looking on YouTube and things like that, just to understand the vibe, like to be able to read this this artistic creation is not daisies and roses. So it would be wrong for me to walk and be like, hi, I'm Songbird. Like, <laughs> it's just not, not good, yeah, you know, right. and, and find- That's a spy. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. She, totally. she don't trust her. Really exactly. like, don't, don't trust her. <laughs> can, I, can I ask you a question? Like, you're like, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, have that yeah. point of view. Um, that that helped me a bit. And yeah, I just had to I had to kind of work with the info I had and remember the description that they had and, and see the Venn diagram. I don't know if this is what you do, but it's kind of like um, even with characters that might have already existed, say Shakespeare, right? There's like this version of Midsummer Night's Dream and I played Helena for class. I'm like, well, this is my version of Helena. This is Minji's version because I have the same kind of spunk and the same go-getter attitude, but I'm also, this is how we're different. And you have to kind of be able to identify that as quickly, but you'll take your time too. And then see, this is where I have the same grit as Songbird. I have the same determination as her. And I have the same, I've been through hard things and I have despair. So I can tap into that and then decide, okay, I can also be really spunky and optimistic. And that's not so much her. And just kind of leave that at the door. And you should be able to do that. A follow-up question actually to, to, to this one. Sometimes in between sessions, do you have some kind of a reflections of like, oh, I need to deconstruct the character and maybe look for some sort of inspiration. Like, for example, you said determined, cocky, some sort of the character, you have a picture already in your mind. And do you look sometimes for the inspiration or did you for a songbird in any other movies or any other game that could inspire you or maybe give you some kind of a creative boost? I'm wondering if, if you do, because animators do very yeah, often. Yeah. And I'm wondering how about that uh, in your case? Absolutely. I think that's the fun part of being an artist is you're just a sponge to everything. And it's not even just other pieces of art, just life. When I meet people, like, for example, I'm from, I was raised in Silicon Valley. I'm around Tech is my my entire universe. A lot of my friends work in it. So I'm always pulling from like, you know, the smart Alice, like smart Alex, 
smart asses, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but they are very highly confident in what they can do and what they can do it, it is altering our world as we know it. And so I like tap into even friends' personalities and then I'll see something on um, on television or, or film or whatever, a commercial even, like I was like, oh, that that's her or that's that part of her. And I get a bit, I really submerge myself into characters I play. That's the fun of it. And so everything will remind me of some part of whatever I'm working on, songbird or otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I'm um, like... You know, characters seem to have their own rhythm, their own pace of delivery. And, and Rogue is quite like, she's quite laid back. And she's yeah. Quite yeah. I she's love so, her. Super confident. She's yeah. so confident. Yeah. She yeah. Just she's so I'm not anything. rushing for and, anything. Yeah. And, yeah. and I just, I find that so fascinating. Like, where does she get the confidence to like, let the world come to her? You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Like, I'm yeah. so not like that. And, and, and so, but every now and then you come across somebody who is like that and you're like, wow. Well, okay, I'm going to just observe you for a little bit. And it could be a real person or it could be a, a character in a film or something like that. And um, and I do find that re really fascinating. Um, and it's just, it's so interesting to me, you know, why people are the way they are and and, and why do they do the things they do? I mean, there's this psychological... them, yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's this psychological exploration of people that I, I'm sure we all find fascinating that, um, that drives us to sort of create these, these the characters yeah. that we create and that we discover in these games. So I have a, can I ask a question? Yeah. I, I know I'm, you know, yeah. it's not my place, but I'm, I'm going to step over that boundary. <laughs> Perfect. And Please I'm going to ask you, um, like, what do you like, what is it for, for you that draws you to certain actors? What is it that actors do in games that makes your job easier? Uh, what is it that they do that maybe makes your job more difficult? Mm. Uh, like, give us the lowdown. Yeah, please. We want the gossip. Yeah, no. our master class. No, I want to get a notebook. <laughs> because, to be honest, like, um, you know, the things that I do in the booth, and I'm sure it's the same for you, it's, it's just been... Like, I don't know, it's just what I think I should be doing. But I've, I haven't really had many opportunities. I'm starting to have that now, actually, um, to ask game developers, what would you like me to do? Like, what's going to make your life easier? And and then I'll, I'll do it. So let, tell us. Tell us okay. what that is. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna start then. It's a Go very good it. very good question. And as 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 Buja already mentioned, I used to be an animation director. So of course I used to be in the process of picking up the the voices, kind of assigning them to particular characters. And very often I have a very kind of vivid and pretty straight picture. What I the way I see particular character, what I need from this character based on the story in the animation. And I'm looking always for. First of all, and probably it's gonna be cliche or maybe obvious, but I'm looking for, first of all, personality in the voice and the texture. Uh, because for the animator, for example, uh, what is really important, important is the rhythm. Because if there's no rhythm in VO, then, then the performance, my performance will be even. And I, I would love performance to have at least three type of beats, which should be kind of slow, kind of medium, and sometimes fast. And then it makes me and makes animators life. And of course, in the end, the, the output outcome, the performance way more entertaining and way more appealing. Unbelievable. Uh, so, Unbelievable, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, I'm looking for this texture, this character. Uh, that is in the voice, and when I have this, then then I'm I'm probably start uh, asking myself and some other questions, and then probably we meet and we talk, and and uh, I I ask for variety of emotions, let's say. Um, but um, this is what I'm looking for, especially here at CDP, uh, when characters are super well, then deeply developed. Those are living and breathing characters. You can tell even by the community how crazy they are about Songbird, about Rogue, about Jackie. They, they get to know Jackie for a few quests because he's, he died, right? But there's a huge like Reddit, you know, threads about, about Jackie. And uh, in my opinion, like that's why we're very picky very often when it comes to, uh, when it comes to voice acting, because those characters are living uh, kind of around us. Uh, uh, and, and, and this is the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful things in a thread. Uh, that I really love and uh, that, that it's very, we treat it super seriously. Uh, it's not just acting, it's not just a character. Those characters are bringing some emotions and then we get community letters from people that are like super appreciating, let's say, some choices, some, some consequences that, uh, you know, we believe that we kind of create with, with creating together these experiences. We are changing lives and changing perspectives 
and kind of encouraging people to going out of the comfort zone, look around also. And, you know, those those products are more than entertaining products. So, yeah. It's interesting because we were talking a little bit about this prior to recording today and you were saying how you make acting choices based on what you hear in the voice and um and that's fascinating to me because um Damien Goodwin Goodwin who is uh, actually my performance director in Returnal um I was talking to him about voice acting and he said you know you can hear somebody looking uh, you can hear when you look at somebody with your eyes in the voice you obviously you can hear a smile and all that because that changes things and And, and and what you said to me made me feel like yes, as actors, we we must you must hear the physicality, you must hear the facial expressions, everything in the voice, because actually that informs then what you do. And and that was so interesting to hear you talk about the rhythms and and slow, medium, fat, like the way because we do do that in real life. There's sometimes when we're really pensive about something, and then we think, oh, and I figured it out, and then you just rattle things off, and that's what we we do. And and um, it's. I mean, deconstructing things is so interesting in a way, because I think as humans, we just do what we do, right? But when it comes to that moment where we're replicating what humans actually really do, it, it can be very complex. It's hard to replicate something. It's hard yeah. to replicate, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah. a weird thing. Like, and, yeah. yeah, and you definitely hear, like, animator, I can, like, I, I can even say for myself, like, I, I kind of squint my eyes and I see uh, emotions through your voice acting because, you know, like, After hours of playing with the facial performances, and which is based on facial action coding system, finally, and we know kind of what kind of um, muscles are triggered when you are really smiling, and you are faking, or when you are really angry or excited, and uh, we kind of hear this, and we kind of know how you even pull your muscles subconsciously uh, to deliver the emotions. So when you really like close your eyes and listen to VO, sometimes you know it can make you like mental because you know I, i remember days when i've been like uh, working on some kind of a performance and i was listening to to line for uh, for like 12 second line for like a week all the time and and playing with this vo and like you know you, you know even when you when you of course it's obvious but when you when you place a vo on the animation timeline you see those bumps and stuff so you can recognize also you connect the dots And you know that this is real anger. Or the, and and then the funny thing is that there is this kind of exercise in the animation world that uh, when you do like some cinematic performance, you kind of study acting. Then you actually pick some kind of a video. You don't even know the movie. You don't even can like the, the less you know, the better because you're kind of experimenting. And it's a cool exercise when you actually pick the video, animate something, you, you record yourself, you do the performance and stuff, and then, then you make a shot. And then in the very end, you find the video, the movie, the actor, actress, and then you compare your performance to that one in the movie. And yeah. it's crazy sometimes how close they are matching together. I'm sure. uh, it's, Interesting. It's, it's unbelievable sometimes, oh, really. It's, it's so cool to hear you talk about that. Yeah. That, that's so fascinating. And I, I love I, learning yeah. this. I mean, it's interesting because I, when I coach um, voice actors mm -hmm. for an audition or I'm teaching them how to voice act, I always feel that the moment, I know that they're being successful in their voice acting when in my mind's eye, the character, I see the character, I see an image of the character. And to me, that means that they've really honored the specificity, the truth of it. They, and they're really delivering, you know, a fully fleshed out character, because even though it's just a voice, it, it um, arrives in my mind's eye as a fully complete sort of uh, character. And I think that's... Yeah, I'm blabbling on. No, 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 it's good. No, it's okay, good. I just really want to say really one thing. Yeah. So, you know, in film and TV, actors really understand like camera skills, right? So mm -hmm. at the end of the scene, I might, um, you know, look away and I won't blink and that sort of thing so to give the editor a, a great place to sort of cut. Exactly. And maybe this is something that would be good for voice actors to really think about. We're not thinking about the editor, of course, but perhaps we're thinking about the animator. What's going to be good for the animator uh, in terms of my delivery of this piece? Should I pause? here? Should I speed this bit up? Should I get really quiet? Should I be pensive? You know, because that, to think about it in, in terms of the generosity that we can provide for you, slowly going mental, listening to the same sentence over and over again for a week, th th then I think a lot of actors would find that incredibly appealing. Yeah. Uh, because A, I think we aim to please, and I think we love that that can be part of our skill base too, and to provide that for, you know... Um, It's a very good question and great task, I would say, because, you know, as an animator, sometimes we have very long scenes, and with, there are some choices, right, that 
player needs to uh, make. And, and what is really a challenge sometimes for an animator is that, you know how this, you, you enter the dialogue uh, with some particular emotion. There's a conflict most often, of course it should be, and you live with some emotions. And the, the thing is that there's always this kind of arc uh, in every scene. And um, what is really problematic for an animator is that when sometimes, let's say, uh, the player takes some time to choose the, the dialogue and then let's say again the VO and the character starts talking and the character is not let's say following the 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 same emotion the same texture of the voice and sometimes it 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 makes me uh, or animator it it forces to let's say change even the pose or change the expression when for example sometimes it's really necessary to keep boiling the same emotion or going extremely, you know what I mean? So keeping the same rhythm, the texture, remembering like, what did I leave uh, before to really very mindfully start with uh, the next line? I think that is that like like this kind of ceiling part, like, you know, uh, that would be definitely beneficial kind of for the process uh, uh, while animating the character. I also feel like player choices kind of play into that because sometimes you can have a character go from one emotion to another like instantly. And when you're recording those lines and there's multiple outcomes and you know the, the the character can be you know likes what the what the what the player chose or dislikes that choice or is i don't know let down by that choice or is now mad or sad and playing with those emotions it just makes it oh, it makes it so yeah difficult. and for, for animator what is really what really counts the very first thing is like okay what's the context here i'm gonna animate through the prism of that context but then what it really actually makes scene running and emotion uh, is a subtext so as, as, as Buja just mentioned, the player can choose and let's say, kind of, let's say the songbird, for example, is angry at the beginning and I'm kind of trying to calm you down. And, but you, you were angry in the, in this, the, 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 the primal, the first emotion in that scene was anger. And let's say after a few seconds, when I'm kind of pulling the strings and kind of, you know, redirecting your emotions because I want to be a friend of you, for example. Yeah. And then I want to please you or whatever. Then probably I calm you down mm -hmm. a little bit. But the subtext, the anger is still there. So I can imagine that having this in mind, the way I'm going to please you, that it's not going to be smile in a way you would, let's say, being very chill. Just being happy yeah? and yeah. relaxed. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, so, nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, smile, right. I'm smiling yeah. after being angry. That's a different smile. Yeah, exactly. Completely different. Exactly. Yeah. And this is it. And and for animators, because it's very, very important because they're kind of, you know, setting up the scene. There's like this characters, there's, there's, there's a body language, there's a facial expressions, there's all surrounding, the moment. Uh, and so they're kind of connecting the dots and trying to find this the best com possible compromise. And, and the voice is a huge, huge part here, like huge, because generally, yeah, you are in the zone playing VO, but you know, the character, the flesh is actually only kind of a catalyst. Yeah, and like, you know, and then you have the voice that actually express uh, the moment, express emotions, and 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 that's the thing, uh, the most important thing. The body language actually follows it, right? It's it's just what happens in face, what happens in the voice. This is something that player really relate with, and uh, the body just kind I think follows it. Um, so. I experienced that in um, what I was learning on the job <laughs> um, with the continuity because I, as a filmmaker, you know, on camera, I, I'm one of those viewers that is really obnoxious about like that wasn't filmed the same day, that <laughs> her hair is different, you yeah. know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'll catch yeah. that because that breaks the suspension of disbelief yeah. for you. Yeah, exactly. You're in it and all of a sudden something is just like mm -hmm. they're completely in two different emotional yeah. places. In games I, it ruins your immersion like exactly. totally because you it's see just, it. You're, you're yeah. out. You're, you're out, out yeah. right? So I was really really impressed by just the sheer volume of lines. I mean, from my side, I, I, I reveal like the secrets, or whatever, but we're looking at all these different lines. And then at every moment, re like trying to, it's like a puzzle, trying to figure out where were we last, which version of that last place, because, you know, there's multiple versions of the same scenario. And so to understand the emotional stakes, okay, from the last one, it was that, but in that one, we're sad, but also in physical pain. So I had to like learn how to clock that in, in real time. And I did appreciate um, there were retakes or like pickups where I had to revisit that to remember, okay, we're coming down off of a really 
crazy psychotic moment and you have to be, you're not just fine all of a sudden, you're fine, but you're fine off of this traumatic event. Um, and so I did experience that in, in the voice. And that's what I think elevates a project. Like I say, the level of care and specificity that goes into a creative work and the collaboration that's required to do it is so painstaking and so tedious. And you're like, oh my God, I don't want to care. But that's what makes all the difference. Because when you do care and you do, you demand that level of execution, it changes the product. It changes the experience because it's all in the details that makes the person who's experiencing it, the player, believe it. They're not, they're not taken out of it. It just makes and it so, real. It makes yeah. it really like tangible. Real. Yeah. 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 And that to me as like a noob and like not knowing cyberpunk, it was incredibly impressive because I was like, I love this. Even though I don't know anything about games, this is my first, you know, the level of specificity. I was like, this is excellent work. This is what creates excellence is being that, um, demanding in a way. And it wasn't demanding of like, you have to do this. You know, it's demanding of like, no, we need to do this. This is what's required to have a good product. And I loved it. So yeah. I was like, that that forces me in a good way as an actor to rise to that challenge. Because there will be people like, I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and it's, who cares, you know? But like, no, my job is like, no, we got to get this yeah. done right. Let's do it. And I was exhausted, but I was so game. I was like, this is crazy that I'm like so physically spent, mm -hmm. but I'm like, we got to go again. Good. What do you need? You know, <laughs> like my body's like, I yeah. hate, I need to lay down. <laughs> Just screaming yeah, yeah, for the yeah, last or whatever. Yeah. 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 It was intense, but it was so fun. Yeah, it must be tiring for like your the whole body. Like you're in a booth, you're recording these things, and you're always standing most of the time. And yeah, you're, you're acting, you're acting, you're acting. You're not. You're, you're you're pretty much feeling those emotions, but in a let's say controlled state, but uncontrolled in some in some in some uh, sense. And you know you're getting tired because it's it's a lot. It's a roller coaster. And Songbird is a great example. Like she goes on a like roller coaster of different emotions and like capturing all that stuff. It just must be like she's like she's like, I need to sit down. Now I'm gonna take a breather because it's a lot to take in. Right? I cried a couple like after I would leave. Um, for me as an actor, I love going to the dark place in terms of like I've lived through hard things and it feels cathartic and therapeutic to be able to put that somewhere. I don't know if that's how you feel about some of the yeah, work that you've done. I totally agree. But with it you. felt yeah. like a release of like I get to relive. But the, also the, the the crazy thing is your body doesn't recognize you're just using your imagination. But mm -hmm. in your body, it's like you just went through something traumatic. Yeah. So um, with full acceptance of that, knowing that going in, but like giving myself space after I had to learn that because I would get in my car after a four hour session and I just like I feel fulfilled as an actor. I'm like I get this is the most badass job ever. But at the end, I just like I needed a few hours sometimes to just regroup. And I'm the kind of person, well, previously, that I want to just jump right into the next thing. I'll get into another meeting or like hang out with a friend. And I had to learn through this that- You need a breather. I need a breather. And <laughs> I would get in my car and just start crying. I was like, that was a lot. <laughs> but then also feeling- Crossfit voice acting. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's it's a it. new term yeah. we coined today. Super, yeah. super intense. Super yeah. intense. Yeah. yeah. But it's still fulfilling. Even like, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that in a complaining way. I'm like, that's the cost of it that I get to still do like the job of of this is what dreams are made of you know so i'm like yeah i'll cry in my car it's fine <laughs> it's okay nobody said yeah like yeah. <laughs> this is this is actually <laughs> that, you, that you mentioned this is something that introduced me to voice acting and started to appreciate it as an art uh was the first time when i learned about it uh, because i of course as a kid consumed cartoons and also animated series. And my favorite animated series was Batman, the animated series, I think was for a lot of people. And uh, I remember listening to the voice of Kevin Conroy as a kid because I watched it in English and then Mark Hamill as, as the Joker. And when I got older, um, I started listening to podcasts and stuff like that. And I learned from that point that Hamill did the voice for the Joker. And I was like, but that's Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yes. like, Holy shit, how can that guy? <laughs> from this go to that. And then I, 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 I saw a recording where he was saying like, and you know, I was in traffic in my car and I was like doing the voice and acting. And there were people like in other cars, like passing by and looking at me, he's like, is that guy mental or something? It's like something wrong. Like yeah, maybe I should call the police. I'm an actor. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's incredible because it's, it's, it's so hard for, for us to imagine like the, the lengths you need to go to, to become these characters. And they, 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 you really like, they, they become part of you. So my next question is, do these characters stay with you? Especially, I think it's it's a, it's a question for you because I mean, Celine and Returnal, incredible character. Diana Burnwood and Hitman, 
also incredible. And these are characters which are very distinct and they, they stay in the imaginations of players and gamers. And do they also stay and become part of you? And do you take this as some type of, I don't know, luggage, baggage, and you take it and introduce it to the next character that you're working on? Hmm, that's a really or interesting not. question. I, I do think there's some residue of a character yeah. that, that sort of, you know, stays, stays with, with you. you and travels yeah. with you a little bit. And I, I do feel, um, you know, sometimes I, I will have occasion to, to watch, um, you know, a, a game or play a game or, or, you know, watch a cutscene or whatever that I'm in. And I, I immediately tune into that character and I start to think about and I start and I, I start to play it like I, I'm still sort of working on Rogue and I'm still working on something. They're still in me. And it's it's funny how it just, um, they just come up, you know, with the, the slightest little kind of like Resurface. knocking on the door. They're yeah. like, hello, here I am. I'm back. Hi. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think your point was so interesting about, you know, taking the, the time to re recover from the things that yeah. these characters go through because it, it does affect you. And, and it can sort of creep up on you, the, the impact of the things that they go through in their, their journeys. Um, and yeah, I, you know, I think actually funny enough, one of the characters that really stayed with me a lot was Karen Bowman in Ghost Recon because she's in Bolivia. She's dealing with the drug cartels. She's exposed to incredible violence and personal loss. And, um, and she was so invested in, in that story. And then at the end, she's completely betrayed by the CIA and realizes actually that money wins out every time. And the American government actually has an interest in keeping these cartels going. And and I just like was so invested in her journey. And, and then um, and then she loses it all. And I felt this real sense, like strong sense of injustice in my whole body. And, if, and of course, these things, these these are things that do go on in the world, you know, right now all the time. And then also with Celine, uh, because she had such profound mental health yeah. issues yeah. And, and real, you know, heavy duty trauma, I was very conscious of the fact that, yes, I was carrying some of her with me. And yes, I had to really make sure that I separated myself from, from her uh, in particular. Rogue and Diana, um, I don't know, like they're just, I love both of them so yeah. much. And they didn't cost me, they gave, like they both energized me. Because that's the other thing that can happen too. You know, you get really like, it, it's just so much fun to be these characters and it's, it feeds you and it really nourishes you in, in a way. So, but you know, yeah, but Returnal, talking about the genre, you, you mm, said uh, yeah. b before, it's like, you know, it's a rock like kind of a game. So you simply torture your character, you know, it's like a constant loop of die. And I loved your performance there. So, uh, it was it was really amazing. I'm not actually a big fan of roguelikes, for example. I I've, I have a few that I love, for example, Hades and and actually Returnal, those two. But I was actually thinking about like you know if you are like going through so much torture, I was thinking like how did you did you really think much about the genre that of the game that roguelike gives you a never-ending cycle of pain and and, uh, and and but you feel like you're a little bit better every time it's pain but you're but there's a little bit of hope there exactly there's this a light the in hope. the tunnel that's the hope, that's the hope. you are yes. getting better and better and better uh which is great but at the same time it was sometimes i felt sorry for her you know like shit again i'm waking up in the ship and then yeah. <laughs> here we go again yeah, here we go again well, isn't yeah. that like life right now i'm like okay here we go again i mean it's a rock like yeah we've yeah. been going through it i I'm mean we've been going through it for the last few years if we haven't known, you know and and i think that's it's it's a crazy profound thing to to see how the fictional things the things that are are conveyed through make-believe. The reason I think we're drawn to them, at least for me, is because it mirrors something in my real breathing life. And I think with like, I think it's a great question because what I have to do as an actor is be able to get in and get out. That's my job is to be able to compartmentalize and to a degree in a healthy way to say that is Songbird. That's not me. There's parts where we blend and parts where we don't. And this is the job and I got to do it. And now I'm not in the job. And now I got to go get my gas and like, go, you know, call my mom and do, you know, got to do what I got to do. And that's a different muscle that I develop. But I do think maybe that's just more intense or frequent as an actor that we're volunteering to jump into these other beings and then and live a full life in them. And that's like a tremendous privilege and a joy. I also liken it to, I think every person, I think Meryl Streep said it. She's one of my idols. Um, but I think she was pointing out everyone is an actor. We are all different versions of self 
depending on what time we're talking to you or who you last interacted with or who you're speaking with, if you're speaking to your doctor or a judge or a police officer or whoever, we're all different versions of self. So I say that's something that we're all doing is learning how to manage this version of us and learning how to embrace it to a degree and accept it to a degree and then let go of it. It's it's just, I think it's hyper-developed in an actor. I think it's ne necessary to be hyper-developed in an actor because if you don't, it can cost you greatly of like not being able to separate. And it is it is a slippery slope. It's it's hard to like not get caught up in the despair or like that feeling. It can be addictive sometimes. Um, and I don't judge anybody for that. It's a human experience. And even in your mind, you can go to really dark places. And if that's what the character needs from you, the, the project requires from you. It's a very generous thing to be willing to go there. But then it's also, it can again, there can be a cost. So I'm still learning. This was my first game. Um, but there's even like random characters from like short films that I've done that still stick with me. I've I've played some like very like, uh, what's the word? Just for example, I did a student film where there's these three guys and they're all just talking about this drug lord that they're so scared of. And like they're 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 college students and they're like dealing drugs and whatever. And at the end, you find out the drug lord is me. And I'm just like, hi, what's up? You know, but, uh, but you know, I, I take no shit. So like you you have to believe like I could be the drug lord. And so yeah. that, that was a fun. I love having like a twist in stories. Yeah. Um, So that character, for some reason, this was years ago, but that one I was like I am the secret drug lord <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's why they didn't catch you <laughs> I know I know that's consider that as a side job yeah <laughs> you know you know we'll neither but, confirm nor deny that uh, but but different characters will definitely leave an impression and I, I try to have fun with it and just remember like we're saying it, it energizes me yeah. like what are the parts of Songbird that the, the tragic and non-tragic parts of her how, how smart she is how cunning she is and then to remember her storyline, I think, is very tragic because her strengths are also her weaknesses and she has blind spots and she had, um, you know, just her her guilt and the, the survival in her drove her to do a lot of things that she was not happy to do. And that's a very real thing. So, you know, you take what you can and you spend enough time. I journal a lot. I'll be like, well, today. <laughs> but it must be the same for developers, too, because, I mean, actually, actors come in at sort of the 11th hour in the process and, and you've been, you know, living in breathing this game for years, usually prior to that. And and so what's the impact on you? Like you must have these moments of really carrying, you know, the story with you and, and how is that process of letting go or maybe separating yourself from what happens and, you know, how do you do that? I mean, it's a very yourself? grim, you know, there's very, cyberpunk is brilliant and enthralling, but it's also very, it's not, it's, it's dark. very dark. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How do you guys... Yeah, when you're it's immersed in that, and we have to only deal with our own story, but mm -hmm. you're dealing with you everybody's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We like dark stuff in CDPR, though. Yeah, right? yeah. it's our it's our bread and butter. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's why you have a basketball As you court. Said, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly. Get the endorphins and, and yes. lift some weights. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. this is life, also, right? As I said before, like life also is dark. Uh, so, but yeah, uh, uh, we we have a few examples of people like switching their tasks uh, after some time because they were so tired after let's say being there in this moment in this quest for let's say months and 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 it is depressive sometimes and they need some change and we try to of course adapt and be open about this but 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 for example talking about cyberpunk Evelyn lived in me for at least a year and I was whenever um whenever I thought about Evelyn I felt bad like my god and then i was kind of rationalizing say yeah but you know i found fatal kind of a noir you know it, it had to happen you know it's like that that was the the, the chaos fury sometimes it clicked and that was from the very I, I i think so that most players that know genre and as soon as they meet evelyn they probably felt that she's going to end but uh, and uh, you know some people in this like some people live in a way that they they make a, a really wrong calls you know what I mean it's all about life too and but it's depressive sometimes and 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 same with Jackie I, I love Jackie so much it's my favorite character and 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 even now when I'm saying it I, I regret that we lost him you know I'm like, <laughs> oh my god I know that story needed and you know we make stories here and it was necessary for a story to build a stakes and 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 actually to make this whole thing a uh, really compelling and appealing and and and, and meaningful but uh, but it is 
you know, it's not a it, it's not a adventure game. You know, let me spend a few hours. Uh, yeah, we're not playing Mario. So yeah, 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 exactly. It's all not. It's not sunshine and rainbows. And I, you, but he, he he he's constantly losing pitch. Yeah, always. Yeah, and there's so, always Bowser that is always, always so it's all you know like making everything. Sure. Like imagine that he's like a roguelike too. Like you know he's constantly yeah. losing yeah. his the, the laugh. It's depressive, you know. Yeah, let him be happy. It's all about perspective yeah. in these things. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Point of view. So yeah, so developers definitely they live well you see it you see it in the studio whenever we finish a big project people take months off good i'm glad that they do clear their heads i think that's a great because it's a lot you become like very very invested in what you're working on if it's a quest or if it's a character or if it's animation whatever like the whole thing when you see the product like come together you're like you appreciate it and you're like wow this is amazing but then it's also very taxing on the people and you can, you can really, really see it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that becomes so apparent, like, you know, the award ceremonies, um, you know, you see it all the time. They're on a game developer, the team's on the stage and and somebody bursts out in tears because it's the culmination. It's this moment of recognition of all the work that they've put in and, um, and this huge sort of relief of, you know, of arrival and then also being recognized, you know, which is super, super also important. Also, the, the, I, f- I feel like the, the immersion in games is something that is very important because you really become part of this world and you're, you're, you're playing an active part in the game that you're playing, which makes it even more like you really feel the feelings and you really like are part of those emotions. And it's not something that you can like, I feel like whenever I'm watching something, of course, it can have an impact on me if it's something that is relatable or is if like the characters are feeling something that I felt or they're going through things which are similar to the things that I like went through. But in a game, I feel like it's it's elevated. It's even more because you're you're actually playing an active part. And sometimes, and especially in our games, um, I have this that, you know, I make some choices and I get to consequences and I'm like, shit, could I have done something different? Can I go back and take it back? Or should I even go back and do things differently to get a different outcome? Or was I supposed to get this outcome because of my choices? Were my choices correct? Were they wrong? It's like all these things start, you know, going to your head and you're like, yeah, this is incredible because you actually need the time to, to digest it. Yeah. It's been crazy to to witness or like to hear people thinking about those things, at least for Phantom Liberty through Twitter. I've been on the receiving end of people thinking through all their their consequences and their choices out loud to me. Yeah. I'm like, wow, it's, it's just fascinating because that's what I do with anything that a book I read, an article, a podcast, it good art, good conversation, good narrative drives thought within you to yes. think of yourself. Would I have done the same thing? Oh, what do I think about how that person did that? And I love that with acting that it has taught me tremendous empathy because when you go into a character, say somebody that is a villain or maybe not, I think that that's interesting with characters. who who's the hero who's a villain is kind of dependent on who's on the other side of it a hero could be a villain to someone and a villain could be a hero and a villain to themselves is usually the hero of their own story so it's taught me a lot to not judge and to have more perspective because I have to ask those to not judge a character I'm playing the drug lord mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know maybe she's you know trying to put her help her family out <laughs> they're living in poverty I don't know you know breaking bad story I mean yeah. right, exactly. right. Yeah, totally. and, exactly. and, and those are interesting layers and things that will peel back and just to hear people work through those things as a result of the work that you've done. I kind of just also wanted what what Jane was saying, like to praise all the developers. Like it is truly a tremendous feat. Like we are so honored. I'm sorry, I'm speaking on behalf of you, but I I know what I had. It is an honor to be chosen and to be included in that. But I just need in this platform, in this space, like just praise the hell out of everybody who had their hands in this because just the little that I've seen with TV and film, I understand on that scale from the writers to the person who puts a a picture on a wall. All of those things matter to make a world that you can get lost in, to feel the feelings. And I'll tell you when I, spoiler, but on Songbird, when she's gonna die <laughs> that that path I watched it and I I started crying and like and it's me but like I didn't feel like it was me because I have goosebumps now yeah 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 because yeah. <laughs> I remember that moment and I remember the quiet in the booth because they're creating this space for me to just 
to to be in complete other loss and despair. And I let myself go there. And I was so thankful because they made me feel safe enough to do that. That was a team. But they also gave me the words to say, and I had to turn it into something real. But then when I heard it, <laughs> I was like, it didn't register in my head that that was me. Yeah. I was watching yeah. a character be in the darkest moment of her life, pleading to just die and be let go and to hear V's voice and the the pain. And I heard both sides. I heard Jeremy's version and Gavin's version and just crying because the sound with like what the sound effects of her being connected to all the, oh my God. And the music, it was just devastating. So like that was such, I had chills of my body of like, I get to be part of this. Mm -hmm. And you guys and your teams are the one that created that. So it's just to give credit where it's due. Like we're talking so much about voice acting. I'm so grateful for that. It's wonderful. And it also needs to be that is elevated. It's part of this tapestry of yes. what's built by you guys. Yeah. It's incredible. It all comes together. It, it all clicked. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that, that's, that's, yeah, that's not a coincidence. Like we all craft experiences and we deliver emotions. We want people to, to relate with and, and experience them exactly. and live through them. Yeah. 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 Then yeah. that's, that's what really counts in the end, the emotionals that we all together create and, 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 and then that, that's the beautiful part of it. Yeah. yeah. Well done, you guys. No, well done you. <laughs> well done you. Well done you. Yeah. Uh, I, that was actually the question that I wanted to kind of close everything off is, is there a moment where you actually get to experience like the final product and you see it? Is it always something that you are like, okay, I love it? Or are you, okay, I've seen it come together. I did not expect this. Or is it a mixture of all these things? Or is it sometimes like, oh, maybe I could have done something different or better, or maybe not. Like, because it's it's also interesting, I think, from our perspective to see how you kind of see the end product and how do you digest it? Mm. That's a really interesting question. I, I, I would have to say kind of all of the above applies to me. There's times when I look at it, I'm like, wow, that that's great. And not just in terms of my own work, but just in terms of how the whole thing comes together. And uh, I love watching the trailer, like the, the release trailer. I'm just like, oh my God, it's so exciting because it's always so like... We get the same excitement here, don't oh, worry. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. just love that moment. <laughs> and whether it explores my character or not, it's just great to see like, oh, this is what this game is going to be about. I think that... The moments where I sort of feel like, gosh, I wish I could do that again, is when there's dialogue happening. And, and um, you know, as your viewers may or may not know, we go into the studio and we don't work with each other. So if on the off chance Songbird and Rogue were in the same scene. We're manifesting right now. Yeah, we are. Content. Most likely I would be in London recording my lines yeah. and somebody else would be reading Songbird's lines and then you would be in L.A. And, and vice versa. So we very rarely would ever have the chance to work opposite each other. And, and so when I hear work that I'm not happy with in games, it's usually because of that. Because, we, you know, we spent so much of our time today talking about nuance and specificity and the things that humans do. And the reality of our ways of communicating is that we are so good at picking up on the minutia of um, the way somebody looks at you. Playing off of, of each other, right? Yeah. Each, each yeah. other. Yeah. And and so, um, you know, we when actors don't get the chance to play off each other, I can sometimes hear that. Yeah. I can hear it in my own performance. And I'm like, oh gosh, I wish I knew that the actor was going to say it that way because I would have come back differently. Mm -hmm. And uh, and listening and responding is like very key, fundamental element of acting. And, and as games are right now in terms of how they're recorded, we're not able to necessarily facilitate that with actors and I totally understand why it has to do with budget it has to be, do with as I was saying the 11th hour the fact that you know Minji's in LA and I'm in London yeah. and but I hope at some point we can sort of bridge that gap in a way because I think it would games are already so sophisticated I mean I'm, I have to say I'm also amazed by what we can manage in this very deconstructed sort of mode but I think um as 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 it you know just becomes more and more sophisticated I hope that's one thing that we can work on because I think it will elevate things even more than they yeah, already are. Yeah, it makes are. the performance even even better. Yeah. 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 It will <laughs> it'll connect. Yeah. 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 Sure. Um, it was funny when we're talking about developing characters, the beginning of when I recorded Songbird, again, when we're nine, I think I recorded over the course of nine, 10 months mm -hmm. in pieces. And so when I would hear back some 
again, we're jumping all over the place in terms of story. So we're like, okay, we got to do some pickups. So we're going to revisit that, that scene where you're running away from XYZ. And I hear what I did like six months ago. And I was like, oh no. Like, <laughs> cause like six months later, I have such a deeper understanding and, and perspective on Songbird. And I'm like, Pierce, we got to re-record that. But I know we can't, <laughs> but I'm like, you know, so I, and I, I got more confident in, in my portrayal of her. I had more confidence in knowledge of the process, but yeah, there's times I was like, can we, can we just, can, we don't, we can't. Okay. <laughs> but okay. I tried. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, I'm, 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 I'm. We always, we also cry. Yeah, it's like this is like you know killing your babies, you know, in the process. You have to guys, let them. You grow. have to go. Yeah, it's like yeah. my God. Yeah, yeah. would so, be great to kind of still. Yeah, I feel like also us as 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 and you guys as developers, if 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 you ever had this chance of uh, working on something until you're happy, I feel like games would not. It would ever never come get out. No, nothing, would never nothing be made. would ever yeah. get like, done. Never. No, you're yeah. right. Because so, you always right. want to do it differently, better. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hardly ever, it's very hard to like yeah. put the, let's say pen down and say exactly. like, okay, yeah. this is it. I'm good. True. That yeah. might be so the true. biggest challenge, I yeah. think. Yeah. But it, and that's another muscle to develop. Just, you have to call it and just say, okay, I did the best I could with what I had, yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, and is, you're on a timeline yeah. and it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's an important on a timeline, timeline. It's, and it's, there's yeah. building blocks like you like you were talking there's yeah. there's a lot of things that you know it feels like you're you're playing chess in like 3D and there's multiple boards yeah and all these things need to come together and like create this whole picture yeah you know? yeah like you said you have this inner producer in you yeah. Like, I, I believe me too. And also executive. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. God, I hate this part. But yeah. 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 You have to weigh the, you have to like calibrate. Like, how much is this going to mess up the project? Can we just, <laughs> exactly. can, can we afford either yeah. time, money-wise? Like, yeah. to be, this happens a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can so we that's maybe add a little bit more here or maybe take away a little bit here and put here? No. But that's a collaborative <laughs> process. I've seen that in film where like your editors can step in and like, you know, they fix problems that you didn't think could yeah. be solved yeah. and they just fix it with an edit. You're like, it's magic. how the hell did that it's happen? Magic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so that's a collaborative yeah. creative yeah. process. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a spring <laughs> magic, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. But I think, yeah, it'll de there'll definitely be parts where I, I feel a little like, oh, I, I would have done a little bit different, but overall super accepting and happy with what was and the trailer the first time I have the moment actually I, I never shared it on social media because I didn't know when the right time would be um but I have the my friend recorded me reacting to the trailer yeah the first time I heard it oh man that's gonna be amazing nice. I, almost, I almost started crying because I was just like incomplete my whole body had chills I was in a it was in a theater with other people I was ready to watch a film at Tribeca Film Festival mm -hmm. and she, someone texted me saying it's live and I just knew I was like shut up and I just <laughs> whipped out my airpods and I'm listening and I'm just like shaking because I couldn't believe it was actually real yeah. so it's those moments you know they make a lot of things worth it and you just yeah. learn to let go of the things yeah. that maybe were imperfect it's fine as long as people overall can receive it and and be yeah. immersed and you're just like then then it's it becomes its own yeah. entity you know it becomes something outside of you exactly so I'm learning I'm learning a lot on this it's been so much fun I just appreciate it so much. Amazing, Thanks. amazing. And what a way to start. Like Songbird told me, she's, she's an incredible character. Incredible. She's yeah. well-developed. Yeah. And you, yeah. you <laughs> do such a great, great job with yeah. her. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It was fun. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Incredible. I think this is where we where we put a pin in it, but it yeah. was I feel like we could go on for days. Yeah, it's an incredible so, yeah. conversation. Yeah. We should do this Thank again. you so much yeah. uh, for coming to to the Answer podcast and and um, having this discussion with us because I feel like it all comes for us from from a place of passion. And it's incredible to see that we all kind of thrive off of the same energy and it's, yeah. it's incredible. Thanks so much for being Thank with us today. You. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. This is great. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Nice. Thanks a lot for tuning in into this very special episode of Answered Podcast as we had guests from the outside world, but part of the family. And I'm super glad that we, we, we made it happen because I learned, personally, I've learned a lot. And I hope you too, Buja, and, and hearing more about per, per, performance and, and voice acting uh, from the, like, behind the curtain. It was super refreshing and, and inspiring. You could really feel the passion in the room and the excitement and, and also just us kind of coming together and talking about all the things that make the whole performance of a character come to life was incredible. And of course, this is only the beginning. We'll have more episodes coming in to you guys. Hopefully we also have more guests from outside. So let us know what you're thinking about these episodes. If you're liking them, don't forget to comment, like, subscribe, all that jazz. And we'll see you, of course, in the next episode. See you.